These guys know more than your favorite team's general manager. These are the Armchair Athletes, hosted by Taylor, Terrell, and Clayton. The best place to get your craving for all the top sports. Only on CMRU.ca. Buy students for you. How is it going, folks? Uh, another episode of the Armchair Athletes here. Uh, I'm Terrell. Clayton. Taylor. Will. Well, I can hear myself speaking. We oh, had a huge week. I don't know what we want to start with, but we had opening day in the NBA, so that's pretty exciting. I think we'll go MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL. Wow. Sure thing. MLB, I mean, the Astros lost. That's pretty cool, I think. Yes. Christian Javier, I mean, I really wasn't, I was like unsure about was that, that pitching Was that the matchup. best birthday gift you got? That was, honestly, it was pretty solid. I am a... Uh, I'm a big. I'd rather the. I would would have rather the Rangers have made it because they got uh, Marcus Semien on their team and uh, former Blue Jay like to see him win a ring. Wouldn't mind that. Um, and the Astros have been there enough. We've seen them too many times. We need some fresh blood in there. I think. I agree. So yeah, the Max Scherzer Christian Javier pat- pitching matchup. I wasn't exactly sure how that would go, um, but didn't Scherzer only pitch like two innings? He yeah. They both stars went out pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, geez. Adolis Garcia, that man was going crazy that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, five at-bats, four hits, two home runs, and a stolen bag, so that's pretty cool. He, That was maybe the biggest pimp job on a single I've seen in a long time. Just stood there. I was stood like, there you should probably get on your horse. I don't think it's going to carry. And then he just stood there right at the right at the plate. But uh, stole the bag and scored after anyways, so yeah. what difference does it make? You could tell right away as soon as he got to first base after he was already looking at second base to steal. You got to make up for it. Yeah. Like, you could already tell he's like, ah, I kind of messed up there. Probably should have ran. Yeah. But I feel like it's harder to steal from second to third than it is to steal oh, yeah. from first to second. So Absolutely. he probably was just like, whatever, I'm just going to steal. So. He made up for it, and you know what? Looked cool doing it. So he drove and run that. Or he he got to run that. Yeah, inning too. So he scored. Yeah, who cares? Um, but yeah, uh, Corey Seager hit a home run to start off the game too. they really that whole Rangers offense just kind of clicked for that game, and uh, Astros got blown out a little bit. Um, Eleven to four is the final score. If you I saw watching. Altuve in the ninth inning hit the home run, and I was like, "Oh no, this is not good." <laughs> I, I thought they were going to make the rally of all rallies. Anytime, anytime I see that, I always just think of the cuts of the lead to forty three with the. <laughs> yeah, it's just. It, but yeah. even still, like you could still feel a little bit because you never know. He baseball. absolutely spanked that thing too. Oh yeah, that one like third deck. Like he he pimped that thing, but it didn't really matter. Didn't matter. I was just in the back of my mind. I was like, if any team, especially the Houston Astros, to potentially pull out a little Come hit back. the hit the hit the garbage can a couple times you uh, never know I think it'd be a little too late for that yeah one, that's true um, they would have done it a longer a lot earlier yeah i mean i i think the the Astros will be back obviously um the texas offense is just like a hard matchup for anybody really uh and the Astros managed to keep up and outscore them a lot of the time but uh after you know going down 3-1 to start the start the series uh or sorry, three to two. Astros won three games in a row after Texas took the first two. Um, Texas came back and closed it out. I think the funniest thing is that all the games that were won were won by the away team, so that's pretty funny. Um, and uh, it's happened a couple times now with the Astros. It happened in the when they lost to the Nationals in the World Series that year. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm just excited for this World Series. You know, I've seen. Uh, a lot of different narratives, you know, revolving around the this is going to be a boring matchup. Uh, the teams don't have big fan bases. 
But, I mean, Arizona, they've showed up for every game so far, and they're going to continue to show up. I think it's been 22 years since they made the World Series. So they're going to be there. Texas fans are going to be there. I think people just wanted to see Phillies-Astros as a match uh, rematch again. And fair enough, you know, that would be a good series as well. But, I, yeah, like I said, I'm excited to see some new blood in there. Um, and really, whoever wins here, I think you're going to have a lot of guys on each team that are – you know, vets deserving a rings. I think Evan Longoria is the guy I think of on the Diamondbacks that I'd like to see win a ring. And then on the Rangers, you got DeGrom and Semyon, like I mentioned. Uh, they got a lot of guys on each team, really, that I wouldn't mind seeing win. Former so. former Blue Jays on either side. Oh, yeah. Or it is Guriel and Gabriel Moreno. Yeah. Um, and Moreno's really been coming through for the I was a big Lourdes guy when he was on the Jays. So oh, yeah, Pina Power, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, Gabriel Moreno especially has been really, really clutch for the uh, D-back so far. Um, 300 in that Philly series. Knocked in a couple runs. Kids, The kid's clutch. Listen, he's a good baseball player. So, um, I, uh, I was, you know, I'm happy for them. And then, you know, if they win a ring, that'd be great. And like I said, Evan Longoria is a guy that I really like on that team. So I wouldn't mind that either. Um, but in terms of predictions, this is kind of a weird series because I feel like at least for me, I was kind of expecting the Phillies to make it through, especially after that 10 nothing win. Uh, I thought that they were going to just continue to be a powerhouse and make it all the way through and then kind of beat whoever they faced in the American League. But the D-backs really pulled through in uh, in Game 7 there. And I think the biggest thing for the Phil- or the Diamondbacks in Game 7 was Corbin Carroll, who's been, I mean, Rookie of the Year, uh, MVP candidate. Uh, four runs in that, uh, in that game for the D-backs, they were all either scored or driven in by Corbin Carroll. Um, stole a couple bags too. I mean, he's just like all over the place. He's a great defender, great hitter, fantastic speed. He's a great baseball player. Um, so I think that's kind of the biggest thing for me is can uh, Corbin Carroll continue where he left off and can Adolis Garcia carry, uh, go on from where he left off in the Astros series. Um, pitching matchup, uh, Zach Gallon, Nate Eovaldi. I think Gallon's the better pitcher out of the two. As long as he can go deep into the game, I would be surprised if the D-backs took it. But, like, Rangers have showed that their offense is really volatile, and if they can get him out of the game early, that kind of might be it for game one. But uh, I don't know. I don't know in terms of predictions. Um, need an official one. I know. I'm just kind of thinking in my head. I'm thinking and maybe this is just me wanting the D-backs to win but because they've been such a fun team to watch so far. I'm thinking D-backs, and I think it's probably going to go to seven. I think it's a very even series. Uh, but I also, again, I could see the Rangers' offense just being too much for them to handle and I them taking it. But I'll go. I'm not as analytical as Terrell here, but I'll go. I'll go Rangers in six. That's what I was going to say. I was. I was like, I'm. This is kind of. It's kind of a homer pick. Not even really a homer pick. I just like the D-backs a lot, and I think they can. Oh, I think they're a really fun team to watch. And yes. considering how terrible they were for a little while oh yeah they it's kind of cool to see them kind of just out of nowhere they were be good both bottom three teams in the league i'm pretty sure like two or three years ago alongside yeah, the orioles the rangers had 102 losses two years ago yeah i mean that's the other thing about the rangers is i think i mean really both of these teams but the rangers have like a fantastic farm system so they're probably going to be back regardless um and you know the d-backs are very young as well will i guess we didn't get to hear do you have any opinions on predictions for this series strictly gut feeling arizona and seven okay see i like that i like that i i'm just really well what i'm hoping for the uh, for in this series is i want it to go to a game seven because 
obviously ALCS and NLCS both went to Game 7, and they're both electric games. Uh, we didn't get to see a lot of, you know, winner-go-home games in the in the grounds before that. So, you know, hopefully we get another Game 7. That's really what I'm hoping for. And like I said, whoever wins both ways, uh, I really don't mind. I'd be happy to see each team win. Can I, can I just say right now, I know you mentioned people being upset about the matchup. That just annoys me. It doesn't, oh, absolutely. doesn't matter the sport when people complain about who's in the finals. Oh, this is going to be a boring matchup. Well, what are they supposed to do? Throw it? Throw the games for your yes, entertainment? They're all just mad because their team isn't in the Yeah, exactly. It happened. It happened, I would assume, the Stanley Cup. Yeah, they, yes. people were whining about Vegas versus Florida. And I'm like, well, what are they supposed to do? Maybe the Canadian team should have been better then and actually won play, uh, won, made it past the second round. Yes. And and it happened last year with the with the NBA Finals as well with yeah. the Nuggets and the Heat, and I think that was mostly from Celtics fans. I think who thought that they should have moved on and played see, the Nuggets, Celtics see, and Lakers. Yeah, see in that Finals, the Lakers got smacked around in that playoff series. They yeah. had no reason to be I will in the say, Finals. And when it comes to like playoff matchups like that, games. I like seeing like newer teams like yes. the Diamondbacks, like the Nuggets in the Finals, and it, that's the kind of stuff that interests me. I think. Mm-hmm. I like I understand wanting to see, you know, like the top teams in there every year, but you know, it gets tiring seeing the Astros in the World Series and the ALCS every year for the past five years and it gets like you can have someone else in there eventually. Um it's like when That we just had, kinda happens with every sport. Yeah, and no, like the example I think of is the LeBron led Cavs teams and the Warriors where it's just like, Okay, well you might as well skip to the end of the season. Yeah, like it's always the same. Yeah. It's nice to have some some uh, change up in the in the finals teams. I mean, obviously, if you're a fan of one of the teams, fantastic. But yeah. like, I think of like Patriots, Tom Brady. Like, it was just almost a given that he'd be there every single mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And for anybody that's not a Patriots fan, it give, gets kind of exhausting. Give somebody else a chance. It, exactly. it just it makes it more exciting. I and see, as like, much as like, yeah, you're a Patriots fan, so you're obviously going to want them to go every year. When you're preseason voting from every person ever is yeah they're going to be in the super bowl and they do it's just kind of like eh. it kind of takes the meaning out of regular season games mm-hmm. and makes the playoffs not as exciting because yeah. you just yeah. are like ah it's inevitable but at the same time though to like i think back to the super bowl matchup this year and i, I don't like the chiefs or the eagles but they're the two teams that deserve to be there and yeah, but at least i was different is what i mean like if yeah obviously tom brady retired well, well, Chiefs are kind of yeah, starting, yeah. There, yeah. starting to get there. Yeah, you're right. But I just feel like for 15 years, Tom Brady was supposed to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> right? Like every single year at the starting of the year, no matter what happened, no matter who we had on his team, they were supposed to win it every single year. And how many times did he go to the Super Bowl? How many times did he win it? Quite a lot. So it gets kind of boring. Yeah. Um, one of the last things, and I completely forgot to mention this, is I just wanted to talk about uh, Alec Thomas. Because he kind of saved the series for the Diamondbacks. He had a pinch hit home run, bottom eight to tie the game up, and then uh, Gabriel Moreno walked it off. I believe that was game two. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm just really excited for this series. They both – each team has a lot of different guys on offense that can kind of, you know, carry and get it together. Maybe maybe what I'm hoping for is like a, like a Lourdes Gurriel Jr. World Series MVP or a Gabriel Moreno World Series MVP or something like that. Just, you know, to see some Blue Jays, Blue Jays guys get some love. Um, but, yeah, super excited for this matchup. Uh, game one tomorrow, I believe it starts at 6, 6.07 our time, something like that. Um, we will be watching, regardless of what the boring matchup people have to say. 
this will be a fun series, and uh, I'm excited to tune in. I also, uh, you mentioned seven games. I'd like to see that as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, we talked about how, yeah, the MLB was kind of, the playoffs so far were a little bit underwhelming, and then they responded by having two Game 7s in the championship series. So hopefully that continues. Um, yeah. Do we have anything else to say for the MLB? Not that I know of. I think go to I'm probably good. We'll go to the NBA here. Oh, absolutely. NBA. Breaking news. Breaking news. The Charlotte Hornets have the best record in the East. As do the Celtics, Pacers, Cavs, Heat, Magic, and Raptors. Raptors. Dallas Mavericks on pace to go 82-0. <laughs> <Holy. laughs> There's a lot of teams on pace to go 82-0 and at this point. Unprecedented amount of teams <laughs> ready to go 82-0 at the start of the well, season. We, t- we talked about Steph Curry and LeBron James. They both have the worst record in the league. What a bunch of bums. Washed. Yeah, it's tough. Now, Unfor- uh, <laughs> also, unfortunately, super prospect Victor Wembanyama loses game one. His career is now over. Yeah. He's I'm, been cut. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if you gave your prediction last week, Will, on um, finals predictions for NBA. Do you have one? Uh, maybe you could just quickly share here. Um, we didn't. We I didn't. We did. yeah. I mean, personally, just off the top of my head, Bucks will win the East. Yeah. West is a little tougher. There's, I could there's see probably the Nuggets, a handful of teams. I could see the Nuggets repeating. Yeah. Or at least repeating in the finals. What I will say is. The Kristaps Porzingis performance against the Knicks kind of moved me a little bit about the I Celtics. I just proved me can, wrong. I cannot, I cannot be confident at all with Boston. <sighs> they've had a good team for a while. Yeah, they've been on the cusp for they've, a while. They've moved. They changed a couple core pieces out though, with Marcus Smart. I just think they lost some defense. They lost I, some considerable. Kristaps had, had four blocks against the Knicks. I know, but he's not known for his defense. He's going to get he's blocks regardless. Yeah. He's, a, he's a big guy. But. I think like losing Grant Williams. That is big. That's a huge defensive piece. And I think Marcus Smart, as much as he's not all, all, sorry, all around, he's not nearly as good as Drew Holiday. I feel like defensively, he was definitely one of the best defensive point guards in the league. You know who else I think is going to be a very good defensive point guard this year is Dennis Schroeder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a ve- – he is – Sorry to Freddie, but he is leaps and bounds better on defense yeah. than Freddie is. Pat Bev came out last week and said the Raptors don't have a dog on their team. I think he's right, but I think if anything, Dennis Schroeder is our I defensive just, dog. I feel like anyway, we'll get into the Raptors after, but I was just about to say pick that's your a great prediction. way to transition into the Raptors. Yeah, if we wanted to. I was kind of – I was going to say for my Eastern predictions, I think the – Bucks and Boston is going to be a good series. I think that is going to they be They always have a, be- a great series, and it feels like they match up every year. I know, and I'm just like, Kristaps was 30 points on 8 of 15 from the field and 5 of 9 from 3, and obviously that's not like sustainable numbers, but I don't know, getting 30 points from your 7-footer that's getting in the paint and blocking shots is... It helps. It definitely does. Um, but yeah, back to the Raptors, I guess. Listen, game one with Coach Darko, they missed – I was watching the Raptors broadcast. They missed, like, the easiest pun of all time. They said the Darko days have started off good. You could have said <laughs> the Darko days have started bright. Like, come on. Oh. That's that's so easy, and they just whiffed on it. So I was a little disappointed in that. But, I mean, you were talking about Dennis Schroeder. 22-7-3, and 8-17 from the field, and 4-8 of eight from deep. Not what I was expecting at all. Not at all, no. I mean – not I expecting he, 20 points from him. I think he's a good pickup, though. I think he, I like him, though, I yeah. think he could probably sustain within 15 to 20. I think so. Every year. Yeah. I think I, the I way would, that... I would shy... I would go less of 15, but around What did he average there. with the Lakers last year? 
I think it was like 14 or something. Yeah, like that, that okay. seems like a realistic number. I think the way that Darko is running the team now, not that I didn't like Nick Nurse, I feel like the system's going to work better. Mm-hmm. They're moving the ball. Their yes. ball movement They're was so, awesome. Because so there's no better. one guy. There's nothing that made me more frustrated with the Raptors. Shot chucker. You, yeah. you, you rebound the ball. We're playing the whole 6-9 and everybody can dribble. But you grab the rebound and, and they're all looking for Fred. It's like it like it frustrated me so much because the transition that we could have played and the offense we could have set up would have been so much better if they just didn't have a ball handler. And last night, it was anybody. Yeah. I saw Pirtle carrying up the ball a couple times. Like there was a point last year near the end of the year when they were struggling that they started to put Scotty Barnes at point guard. And I felt like it worked. This year, I feel like there is not a ball handler on that team. There's just a bunch of guys that can handle the ball. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't feel like we with Darko's offense. I don't feel that we need a point guard no. because it is. It is. It's. It's his philosophy is three seconds. You either put the ball on the deck, you take a shot, or you pass the ball. Mm-hmm. So I think you it's don't just, need a point guard for that. It system. was so much quicker. Our transition was is usually decent with Nick Nurse. Oh, our I transition think looked awesome. Mm-hmm. It was so quick. It was rebound and gone. Yeah. Quick passes, too. Because I feel like the Raptors, for a long time, are not known for their half-court offense at no, all. No, they yes. well, at all. we don't have shooters like that. Yeah, uh, like, I feel like for the longest time, probably probably since I started watching the Raptors, since, like, the Andrea Bargnani days, mm-hmm. since, like, we haven't got a good half-court offense since, I think, like, Calderon. Based on purely ball handling and 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 our, playmaking, our best half court offense was Demar Derozan high post. Yeah, yeah, but again, like as a team, that wasn't that good. No, right. Whereas there's teams that are unreal in the half court offense that aren't great at, at at pushing the ball, and then there's us who it's like a lot of our points come off breaks well, and offensive rebounds. Yeah, who, well, which we did a good job. It, it's nice having. Four or even five really tall, long guys on the court because any one of them can realistically get a rebound, but mm-hmm. still put the ball on the deck mm-hmm. and just take off. Like I even find Schroeder to be a very good rebounding point guard, uh-huh. which is another thing we missed with having Fred. Yes, that only makes it four v five, mm-hmm. right? Most of the time, we didn't rebound good last night. We lost by like nine rebounds, I think. But, but I, mean, I think you offensive second chance points we beat them. Maybe. Here, um, or it was close. They they had they had eight more offensive rebounds than us, and they had seven more total. Or sorry, no, sorry, they had fifteen more total. How many offensive po- second chance points? Um, I'll get back to you. Okay. Same with turnovers. I think we only had like ten last night. If I'm not mistaken. It seemed like it was a little cleaner. Again, first game of the season, too. So that's the other thing. Like, we have no, like, like it could have gone very poorly, but it didn't. And for a first-year coach that came from, you know, Europe and was an assistant for a long time, I was had my reservations. But I guess Nick Nurse was the same thing. He was an assistant coach for a long time and had success in Europe. So... I don't know. I think he's a, just a lot different of a coach. Mm-hmm. He's not animated, or not nearly as animated. Like you used to see, you used to see Nick Nurse running up and down the sidelines screaming. 
I think Darko is very much all about constructive learning. Mm-hmm. It's all, hey man, you didn't do this, you should do this, and it'll work. Whereas I felt like Nick Nurse was more like, yell, 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 do it, do this, do this, do this, don't do this, and he had no reason why not to do that, if that makes sense. Yeah, kind of what he says is the law. Kind yeah, of whereas deal. Darko is more like, oh, next time, like, um, hedge that screen and then come around it, whereas Nick Nurse was like, why didn't you hedge that screen? You know, like, yeah. he was almost, like, not constructive, whereas I find um, Darko to be a lot more, it's more of a family, and they were talking about that on the broadcast, too. Him, Matt, uh, Matt and Alvin were talking about that, how it seems like their their culture this year is a lot different. Oh, yeah, I mean... Like, they're the more cult- of a family. The vibes just seem good. Yeah. I Whereas mean, last year, last I just felt year, like it was very discombobulated. All-time low, it's like out the window this year. Mm-hmm. Feeling vibes good. were way off. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, it got to a point where people didn't want to play there anymore, and I think yeah. that's not something you want from a team that pulls a pretty good crowd, has a lot of fans... You don't want to have that vibe in your locker room. So I think they kind of thrown that away, and it looks a lot better this year. To start. Again. I cannot find this stat for the life of me. Anyways, it doesn't that? matter. I just felt like they, they did play well. They did lose on the glass, but you also have to realize that's one of the biggest, like, offensive rebounding teams in the league is Minnesota. Yeah, the they got the they two got centers. Some size, yeah. So that won't be a thing for the whole year. I think – there's a lot of lineups that don't match up against Raptors well. And even they were saying that last night. Besides the two big guys, every other player on the court from Minnesota that they, that they brought in, the other seven players that they subbed in and out for the, the top three guard positions were all at least two inches shorter than yeah. any Raptor player that came in. So that does help. We'll see. I Who mean, knows? Again, it's the first game of the season. We could go one and ten from here, and then it just all looks terrible. Yeah. but <laughs> No, they won't no, do that. They no, won't no, do that. Gonna, no I'm not saying they're going game. to. They're I'm just saying we – like, Minnesota's a good test for the first game of the season. Yeah. They're a good team, and I think they're a playoff team. And we played quite well. There was points, obviously, first game of the season. We made some mistakes and let them back in, but we pulled it out at the end. So. And Cat had that, like, almost buzzer beater garbage time three. Yeah. Yeah, but again, that was, that was, it was. Yeah. Well, I know, it makes what, the game look closer six? than yeah. it was. And it would, yeah, it wouldn't have mattered either way. Um, but I think we played good defense. Yeah. But, like, I to let up under 100 points in yeah. today's NBA is good. The one the one thing that I wanted to say, and it's, this is uh, Dennis Schroeder, is he looked very fast. He, looked, he is fast. He He's sneaky quicker. fast. And that's, I think, again, one thing that you didn't have with Fred Van Vliet is that able to, ability to, like, just blow by a defender and get to the rim yeah. and, and kick it out. Or, and being taller and more athletic. When Fred Van Vliet would go into the paint or he'd run the break and he'd go to try and finish over a seven-footer, it was, like, it was like it was like looking not yeah. looking at the net hook. Dennis Schroeder goes up, yeah, with the defense. Like last night, he made one where he, he was standing in the corner and then he back cut to the net. And Fred Van Vliet would have jumped up, been like, "Oh, I'm gonna get absolutely smoked," and then kicked it out. And then we would have had a rushed three, probably missed. Dennis Schroeder went right up. I think it was on Gobert and just scored right over top of him. It is so much nicer to see that. I'm not trying to be a Fred hater. He is a Raptors legend, but. I think the offense changed a lot. Yes. With him. Size. Fred, I find Schroeder takes smart threes. They're all open for the most part, unless it's end of the shot clock. Whereas Fred Van Vliet, I found a lot of times they'd run the offense. Okay, there was, yeah. there was three shot, there was three passes, nothing nothing changed, the defense didn't move, and he's 
pulling up a rainbow three from the top of the key. Yeah, yeah, our game is definitely different. Without and I Fred. think it's just going to end up benefiting us. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm happy to be watching basketball again. Oh, I know it's great. The one the one play that I was thinking of with uh, Dennis Schroeder is he blew by his defender and then kicked it to Ananobi, who then pump faked to him on the baseline, and then he kind of laid it up over a center. And I was like, yeah, I don't. Fred isn't doing that, being able no. to get past the defender that fast and no. then finish over a guy. Yeah. I just think he was not a paint threat at all. No. It was get into the paint. If he somehow beat somebody with speed, it was never a, a layup. It might have been a floater from here from time to time, but most of the time it was a kick out. So mm. defenses learn that. Defenses know that he's going to kick out because he can't, he can't score on a big guy. Whereas I feel like Dennis Schroeder is just more athletic, a little taller. He presents more... Like different angles, to angles. Think. Yeah. yeah, he makes he keeps the defense thinking more. Yeah, or guessing more than Fred VanVleet. I found Fred VanVleet to be more one dimensional. Yeah, not trying to be a hate on Fred no, VanVleet no. here. I feel like I'm really shooting him down here. I I think he's a great player. I just feel like it just didn't work out with him as the leader. We needed a change. I think that's the biggest thing from last yes. year. We just needed a change. There just wasn't enough. I mean, again, I, I wouldn't say that we made the most changes out of any NBA team. No, but I think we made the right changes to change some things. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah. Any I other mean, games you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah. I want to talk about uh, Dallas-San uh, Antonio. Yes. Mainly because Luka had a fantastic game. And mm-hmm. th- that is the reason I tuned it is because I was like, oh, great. I can watch Luka and I can watch Wimby all in one game. And the main takeaway I had from that game was that Luka is a very good basketball player. And exceptionally good basketball player, yes. <laughs> and Wemby looked a lot better than I thought he would shooting. I thought the exact same thing. I was watching, I was like, I think he's going to struggle from anywhere outside of the key. But man, he can he shoot. Looks smooth. He can shoot the ball. Yeah. It looks a little weird because he's huge, but he's got a nice stroke. He had the one where he just pulled it up right in the guy's yeah. face and scored. Obviously, it's not really it's, in the guy's I was face. Say, he's but like two feet over the guy's Yeah, face. but it still looked really good. He's, he's got a good jump shot. He does. If, that, if he can translate that into third. Above 35% from three on a season, he is going to have a year. I think he's already pretty much a consensus pick for most people to be the rookie of the year this year, yeah. as long as he doesn't get injured. Yeah. But I think if he can shoot the ball like that, wow. He only played 23 minutes last that night. That was the other thing. Yeah. Is, Which is weird. Because he was it in is foul a trouble. Weird. Foul trouble as well. Yeah. That's one thing I think he's got to clean up as well. Yeah. Which again, you're That's a rookie. Just a rookie. You're a rookie, yeah. exactly. You're a rookie. You're a rookie. Play center. Yeah. Like you're playing in a position where you can't really hide, and as espe- well as someone else. Especially being as big of like a story that he is, guys are gonna attack him. They're gonna target him. Yeah. They're trying to. They're trying to get that highlight. And I was yeah. gonna say, also whistles are different from where he's playing before to the NBA. I think. Uh, and the just, rules are just different. Yeah, just takes a little bit. To, uh, takes a little bit to mm-hmm. get used to, mm-hmm. but um, he still looked great. I mean. He had all those. He I think he finished with three threes, and one got called back on like an off ball foul. That was kind of mm-hmm. weird. And then he had that like weird alley oop that he just kind of barely scraped in. And mm-hmm. I don't think he's the only one that would be able to finish that in the league, mm-hmm. probably. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to watch him play. Um, There's a few teams in the West, especially that I'm excited to see this year. Mm-hmm. I would say the Pelicans, barring yes. health, look very good. They're kind of in that same boat as the OKC for me. Young, talented. Zion Williamson, when he plays, he's good. 
he is very good. Like, mm-hmm. I think he had 24 last night, 24 and 7, which he seemed to have played a lot better than what his numbers even showed, and even though that's still a very solid outing. But, again, I feel like every single time I've ever watched a game where Zion Williamson is in, and, of course, he's only played, like, an accumulative of, like, 90 games in his career, he's good. Oh, yeah. He's good. He's if he if he, Put it this way. If he played 75 games instead, he would be a consensus all-star, I think, for All sure. All-NBA. All-NBA, for sure. Easy. And I th- – yeah, he'd be up there with the, with the Tatums and the Lucas and all those guys as the best players in the league. I think there's still a chance. Oh, yeah. But – I think we were talking about this last week where players kind of start running out of time. I think he's got another two years of not playing much before the point where he's going to get dealt. If if he only has two years left and it's because of injury, I don't know who's going to take him. Like right now, I think teams would be willing to take a chance. Cause I'm, I'm just thinking that, that they're going to just offload him. Yeah, maybe. I just um, think they, they'd rather they'd rather get a couple pa- picks for him yeah. than have him sit on the bench for their year. Again, I don't think that was his aim. He obviously had some troubles. Mm-hmm. He had troubles with weight. He looks shredded right now. He looks like the best weight he's ever been. Like he looks like he's kind of in the best shape he's ever been. Thick king. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think he's nearly as bad as he used to be. No, no. no. So yeah, I think that was one big. thing that he struggled with coming into the NBA and yeah. in college. He was a big boy, but not as much on the healthy side of a big boy. If that makes sense. Yep. Um. There's anything I the one thing I wanted to mention is OKC went out and beat Chicago and Chicago had a players only meeting after their first game of the season. We were talking about I think we talked about last week how Chicago was kinda they didn't have a direction and they made some weird moves that weren't really the best. And they it wasn't like they blew the team up, so if they're having players only meetings after one game, it's fine because you know they're all young guys or whatever. They have lots of veteran guys and clearly they're still trying to win. And the players are already like, this is not going well. They're finished. After one game? They're finished. That's awful. I think there might be some big old moves coming out of Chicago I at hope the trade so. deadline. If I was a Chicago fan, I would hope that they make some moves because I'd be disappointed watching this team. I Yeah. There's a few players from Chicago I would take for the Raptors. But who? I wouldn't mind a Zach Levine, but... I'm not trading for Zach Levine at this point. No, I'm no. also not a fan of Zach Levine. He's an exciting player to watch, but I think he fits into that shot chucker persona. Yeah, that's true. And that's not really what I want on the team. But don't you think Jamar DeRozan was kind of a shot chucker? But I love Jamar DeRozan. <laughs> yeah, but he's, but he's good gotcha. and I like him. No, but you know what I mean? Like at the Before Kawhi Leonard came, there was that four- or five-year period. Yeah. I don't know, so though. It's kind of the whole offense. and, and I, <clears throat> The best Raptor of all time. Besides maybe Vince Carter. DeMar? Yeah. Um, I mean, you can say Kawhi Leonard, but he only played there for a year. I'd say so that's Kyle. Why you'd say I think Kyle. Kyle, Kyle's done the most for the team. Maybe. Well, I wouldn't agree, but actually, I, I think, think sh- the best player versus the most storied player is yeah. different. Okay, fair. So I think the best player is probably either Vince Carter or, or DeMar, and I think DeMar was a shot chucker. Yes, but, but I it was, also think he was a winning shot chucker, and there's winning shot chuckers and there's losing yeah, shot that's chuckers. Mm-hmm. Like a player like no, I think he was a good at shot chucking. Yeah, because it was a lot different than a lot of the shot chuckers now. <laughs> Listen, he's a good shot chucker, and Zach Levine's a bad shot chucker. Okay? Anyways, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm just a Bulls hater. I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of him either. One of my buddies was talking some smack 
yesterday told me the Raptors were going to start 0-1, so I told him the Bulls were going to start 0-1, and he said the Bulls were better than the Raptors. Is, is this friend Is this friend is, of yours a friend of the show? He's not a friend of the show. Oh, tell him to, tell him to get on here and well, back up his opinions. I texted him after the game. I said, Raptors are 1-0, Bulls are 0-1. Guess who hasn't replied to me yet? Ooh, no words. That's no nearly words 24 opposition. hours from a Bulls fan. That's crazy. Check up on your friends, people. <laughs> German... <laughs> Friend of the show Truman Bartman is also a Bulls fan, is he not? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I he's thought I thought I think he's finally realized that <laughs> he's freed himself. He's not quite as delusional, I don't think. I think, I think he's, he's finally realized that they're not going to be good this year. Yeah, usually Truman has quite strong opinions about his teams and how they're going to be absolutely fantastic, and he can't <laughs> be swayed any other way. I think the Bulls are the one exception. They've just been mediocre. They sold their soul for Michael Jordan, and uh-huh. then since then, I mean the Yankees as well. He wasn't out of this year that's true but that to be fair that's because at the end of the year but at the starting but at the starting of the year he probably said they were going to win the world series probably right this year at the starting of the year he's not said anything about the chicago bulls being one game in and he's out on the Bulls. he also (laughs) said that jordan love would be the best quarterback of all time so uh, we we need to stop just uh talking about truman here because he's not even on the show to defend himself today he would do the same thing to us if he would get on he should get on here and defend himself yeah yeah while while truman's not here Sidney crosby's not a top 10 player (laughs) yeah (laughs) makes him listen to the show though Mm, true um one other team that i found to be looking good to start the season and we already sort of talked about this I know it's all injuries and, and all that stuff, but the Clippers did look good last night. Russ is not washed. Russ is one of my favorite point guards of all time. I would say he's in my top five, personal. We can always get through the whole thing of he's not that good, he shouldn't be in the top five. I don't know when the next Russ Westbrook will ever be in the NBA. Uh, Scoot Henderson... You think, he's, you think he's 270 triple doubles? I don't think so. I don't know if anyone will do that ever again. I that's, feel like what Russ, that's what yeah. I mean. Russ yeah. was in like a very special position to get those kind of numbers. Wasn't he the last point guard to win it? Or did Curry win after him? No. No, it was Russ. Russ well, was the last point guard to win it. debate Harden because he – He was like mm-hmm. the facilitator. He led the office. league in yeah. assists that year. That's true. Okay, never mind. But I think that OKC Russell Westbrook was probably my most – Besides any Raptors player, it was probably my favorite player to watch. Yeah, that's fair. That that was just a great season of basketball. Yes, it was. That was and great. again, that was the year after Katie left. Was yeah. it not? Uh, yeah. So he was playing with Kyle Singler and uh, Andre Roberson? That's what I mean. Victor Oladipo. <laughs> Victor Demonis Oladipo. Sabonis. That was mm. injured for a lot of the year. NS Freedom. NS Freedom. Yes. Proves my point that yeah. he was he was on his own a lot. Yeah. So to have that good of a season, and I think last night I'm not going to say that he's going to be back to himself. I think he's in the best situation he's been in since he was in OKC and won yeah. the MVP championship. Yeah. I think he looked ridiculously healthy. Like he looked like a pep in his step that I haven't seen him have since probably that that year. Well, he had four dunks last night. He was flying. Those were those are classic Russ. Yeah. Dunks. Anyways. Back to the Clippers, I think we already talked about this. I think they have an outside look at turning a lot of heads this year, I think. Obviously, barring injuries, though. If they do the classic Kawhi sits out for 35 games, Paul George gets injured, and he's gone for six games, and then it's just Russell Westbrook's team, they're maybe a play. They're a playing team. I think if they can both play 60 games, 50 to 60 games, I think they're. 
a, a hot like they're probably in the they're in the top four in the West I think, mm-hmm. and I think they 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 could beat a Memphis they could beat a couple of the good starting teams I think they give a run to the money of the Phoenix Suns defensively they have they just have great matchups I think yeah for they just have an unreal defensive team I don't think they can match up against some of the better like big man led teams in the league although I would they say don't have very I would say a Vic uh, Zubac is is un- underrated. Yeah, yeah, he's a big body. That's the thing. He's thick, and he he fits into their defensive scheme well. I don't think he's a castaway on defense. No, I think he no. can do a job. So honestly, health wise, as long as they stay healthy and play more than twenty five games during the regular season, I honestly think that will be a dark horse team for the playoffs. Yeah, I could be wrong, and they could end up all playing 25 games, and then they're going to be a dumpster fire, and that could be totally true. And I think if that happens again, it's a kind of a bull sitch. Mm-hmm. I think you you might have to blow it up yeah. and call it a day. Yeah, I think this is like their last chance to... Because making that, that combination of, of those two guys is a risk. They are both prone for injuries slash shitting out. To make them, on, to put them on the same team was a bit of a was a bit of a risk. I think at the time, though, it wasn't as big of a risk. I think Paul George was a lot heavy, uh, well, more healthy. Mm-hmm. I think Kawhi Leonard, he did ha- actually struggle with real injuries at the start. But if I'm not mistaken, he did set out quite a bit. Well, he set out the two years prior in San Antonio. In San Antonio. And, then there's and a, one there's of the, the last year was because he didn't want to play there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So taking the risk, he wants to move. He goes to the Raptors, which I, on, I honestly was – I knew he wasn't going to play that much because I don't secretly at the starting. I don't think he wanted to be there. No. And then won the championship. And then I kind of thought, well, maybe in the back of his mind, he does want to stay. Ended up getting his offer to play in his hometown. Understandable. And then now he still struggles with, with, with playing games. But if this year they both play games and Kawhi has like an all-star season and Paul George is playing all-star, and like I said, obviously, thinking about what I said earlier when we were talking, when I think Wes Westbrook could potentially be an all-star, it's a stretch. But I think if he has a crazy year, he could be an all-star. He played good last night. He did. I, I think uh, if he goes to right around that 17 to 18 points a game and then right at like 9 and 9 or 10 and 9, he might have a chance. But I don't know. I just don't know if that's going to happen for him. I feel like that's a pretty high bar. But again, that also depends on the health of Kawhi and yeah, yeah, that's Kawhi true. and Paul George because if both those guys go out, he's the guy. So that yeah. all depend as well. But also, but would you rather be in an All Star game and you're not barely going to make the playoffs, or would you rather make the playoffs be the third option and not be an All Star? So obviously, so playoffs. I was just going to ask this. Um, this is completely hypothetical, but let's say Kawhi and Paul George don't play that much in the regular season the team ends up like a seven or eight seed let's say but then they play in the playoffs could you still see them possibly going on a run because that team i think there are two players three three players that need time together yeah i don't know if they will succeed as much as if they played the most of the regular season yeah. Then just showing up with five games left in the regular season, playing twenty minutes a game to get their feedback under them, and then going right into a gauntlet. Need to build up chemistry, basically. I yeah. think that's. I think them of more than a lot of other teams, that's what they need. We saw it with Brooklyn, 
a couple years ago. Most of their guys were health, yeah, unhealthy for like, the whole year, and then they came into the playoffs and they. That was lost. just. I think that was just a bad situation though with James Harden and Kyrie, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different personalities there. I think you'd rather have healthy Kawhi and Paul George that haven't played a lot together than in more injury prone Kawhi George or Kawhi and Paul George who have played more games together, and then you get to the postseason and they're banged up. I think it's their health is more important than chemistry because they've had a few years together at this point. I know, but it, I feel like it can't be 30 games. It's got to be at least 50, I think. Yeah, but I, I will say it's a tough situation either way. Yeah, it's tough. It, it's true. It could go either way. Yeah. They could come back with two games left in the season and win the NBA championship. Yeah. They could play 70 games this year, have a crazy record, and lose in the first round. Yeah. yeah. Like, you never know. The the thing in the – I was just looking at this because I saw this this morning and I thought it was funny is that – uh, Devin Booker and Bradley Beal are already out for their next game against the Lakers. We're two games into the season. so it's like, I don't understand the whole Booker thing, and I hope that's not what it is. What a lot of people are thinking it is is this loan management. They're just lying about an injury. Right. Well, I think that's, we're going to see a lot of that this year. I think so, especially because there's that rule I implemented, right? really, yeah. really annoys me, and honestly, in the back of my mind, I kind of wish they didn't make that rule for that sitch, that they're going to be like, oh, yeah, he's got a so sore oblique, yeah, so he's gonna not going to play for 25 games yeah. now. I don't know if it'll ever come to the point where they can suspend players or or find teams for if they find those, out. I oh. feel like the Players Association would stop that from happening. Yeah, and I feel like it's, it's just hard to investigate that, as especially yeah. as a Players Association, because they're all players that play on the teams. So it's kind of hard to investigate something like that. It's going to be have to be an investigation, I think, by the actual league. Yeah. Well, even if that happened, I think the Players Association would say, well, but them sitting out is protecting Pre- their health. It's preventative measure. Yeah. yeah. I think there, yeah, there could be some that think that, and I think there could also be some that are like, hey, I play 82 games, I'm healthy, yeah. you're healthy, you should be playing 82 games. I don't know. There, there'll be players that'll say, that'll be critical. There always is, especially um, in the NBA. But, um, yeah, there, there'll be players that'll be critical and say, I play 82 games, how come um, like you Kawhi see, doesn't? Like but. you see, like, the Mikhail Bridges, who's never – I think he's missed, what, one game in his entire career just or something say, like that? And he yeah. talked on a podcast saying, why would I do what I do if I'm not injured? Why am, why why would I play basketball if I didn't want to play every game? Yeah. yeah. You know? And there's and he's like, there's a lot of guys like that just, if they're not injured, but they're just like, I need a break. And it's like, especially for people like Kawhi Leonard, you're the star of the team, dude. You got to be there. That's what you get paid for. You should be playing all 82 to your own control. Mm-hmm. Obviously, San, Fran- uh, San Francisco, San Antonio in the finals, he got injured, and it was yeah, it was a pretty bad injury, wasn't it? An Achilles injury? Uh, oh, that was his ankle one, where yeah, so that was, was really, yeah. or no, that was yeah, the injury that kind of dragged out for yeah a couple weeks. See what I mean? Like things like that, obviously, it's out of your control. Yeah, playing in a pro sport, you're gonna get injured. Then there's the ones where it's like I have a bruised hip, and then I'm out for 40 games. It's like I don't. Yeah, really think that's a thing. Kawhi Leonard out two games, my tummy hurts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, See, like, but time. I know how he feels with that pain. I can relate. I wouldn't want to play basketball either. I woke up either. and had a snotty nose, so I'm gonna miss this trip this Listen, week. Listen, I don't want. I wouldn't want to play basketball if I couldn't breathe through my nose either. Listen, I understand his pain. Yeah, I'd be well, load managing out there too. <laughs> yeah, it just I find like it's such a fine line. It's yeah. such a gray area topic that some people like. People like LeBron, who got exempt from that rule. I think that's fair. He's 38 years old. He's and He's 4 billion years old. Yeah. And he's still playing. And I think people like that, 
understandable. But I feel like Kawhi Leonard has done it for a lot of his career. He should be pretty healthy finally. Yeah. He sits out a lot. Yeah. Um, speaking of LeBron, are we good to move on to something else? Mm-hmm. I think so. What you guys are both big LeBron guys? Oh, huge, huge LeBron guys. He's all what right. do you think about his whole minutes cap this year? I think that's at gonna playing thirty minutes. I think I have my own opinion, and I will say it after you guys. Was that was that uh, put on by the Lakers themselves, or is that his own minute cap? I think it was I a doctor. Was, yeah, they, it was okay. a doctor, and then it was agreed to. It was a doctor that brought it up to Darvin Ham and LeBron, and I saw a couple reports saying they have. Agreed for now. LeBron's trainer was in on it too. I think. Okay. Personal trainer. And Here's, I mean, sorry, you go, Terrell. I was just gonna say, I'm surprised something like that didn't come sooner because he's been playing like every minute of every game since forever. Um, but at the same time, the Lakers are not. He is such. He's a very good player. And the Lakers without him on the floor aren't nearly as good. Mm-mm. And they, they saw that. And I feel like that's going to come into play. And maybe the limit restriction will be like for the first part of the season. and then That's what the a lot end. of people are saying is it's not going to be the whole season, which I think that's ludicrous. If it's the whole season, he's the best player in the NBA. Like well, he, one of, yeah. yeah. One of the top, he's been the yeah. best, one of the he's best been, players yeah. in the NBA forever. Since forever, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird to have him minutes restricted if he's not, doesn't have an injury. And he is the. If there was an award for most well-taken-care-of human being on planet Earth, <laughs> Him it and is Tom him. Brady are up for it, yeah. And he is always healthy to start a season. He always looks just as good, if not better, than the year before. Last year, he had his third-highest scoring season, and he was 37. Yeah. I just think it kind of blows my mind that they're putting a minutes cap on a superhuman. Yeah. I mean... To be fair, it makes sense because towards the end of last season, he was He got burnt to, out. I yeah. understand that. And I'm not, I'm not saying he has to play 42 minutes every night. Obviously, there's going to be games where you should sit and chill. I think against the big teams where it's teams that you're going to come down against on the stretch, you should be playing a lot more. Yeah. And putting that on the shoulders of Anthony Davis, who ended up playing an atrociously bad second half, yeah. I think the way they allocated his minutes was not the best. Should be spread out he was not there. playing when he should have been playing. Yeah, yeah, if anything, save some of his minutes for Towards the, the final. If you four really minutes, have to like, give him just thirty minutes, and that's his cap, you got to spread it out better. Yeah. yeah, there was like it was like the seventh minute, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, and he's not on the floor, and and um, Torian Prince is your best player at the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like who they, they played Can't Phoenix, happen. right? Uh, yeah. That was. Yeah. Or you mean the opening game? Yeah. That was Denver, was it? Oh, Denver, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And Denver kind of let them back in. LeBron was on the floor. And he went off. And then Anthony Davis did not score the entire second half. And it just got blown right up. I just think, like, you got to have both those guys on the floor. A lot of the announcers were all like, as long as you have Anthony Davis or LeBron James on the floor, you're going to win. On not paper. when you get skunked in the second half. And I, I... I'm also not a huge Anthony Davis fan at all. We're talking about injury-prone guys. Like. Yeah, I just never, ever really was a fan of him at all. I just found, like, he's just he's just so injury-prone. And he, they every, I swear, every single Lakers game I watch in primetime, Charles Barkley, before every single game, says, oh, Anthony Davis has got to show up if they're going to win. And he doesn't show he up. He never does. He never does. Yeah. Last season, he had a lot of games like that where he didn't play well. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of 
like the early years of Andrew Wiggins where yes. the talent is there and the skill is there and you can see it. Yeah. But it's the the want and the desire to I be there. I just think he does. Yeah. I just shown. think there's times where it's like he does not care. It's it's I you always, you're you're supposed to be that good of a player. Sorry, you're yeah. supposed to be that good of a player, and there should be no reason you should get scum. Like you, he didn't even take he didn't attempt that many shots. First of all, it was like kind of like he was just there to float around. He didn't take he didn't set precedent. He didn't take charge, especially when your best player is on the bench. Mm-hmm. That's when you go, you look around, and you go. Well, I'm best player in the court now, so well, I got to be the guy. Especially matching up against like a like a positional matchup like Jokic, you want to show that you're like on. And par. I think he at the, st- the first half he had Jokic's number, for sure. He as he scored he on Jokic. Have. He scored on Jokic a lot in the first half. Second half, it was like a ghost out there. And especially when if that's how they want to go attack the season with just having one of them on the court, you have to step up. Yeah. I just, I feel like it is going to end up being, like you were talking about Kawhi Leonard, Paul George being like a difficult pairing for injuries. AD and LeBron's even worse. Although I would say LeBron is a lot more healthy more often than George. And so at least. But AD is the biggest problem. Whereas AD, I think, is worse than both the two. Yes. So it's kind of like a one better and one way worse. And they're kind of in the middle. When. Paul George and Kawhi are on the floor. You're getting good games out of them. Where AD is prone to like a stinker every once in a while. He like is prone to night. a stinker a lot. And like six, I think he was six of seventeen from the field or something like that. And he started out what four for four, I think, or three for he, five. Or? He, I can't remember how many points he put up in the second half, but it was like at was most he, two or something. Was I think it, it was. I think it was a donut. I think, I think he finished with seventeen been, points, yeah. and he had seventeen points a half. So like you cannot do that if everybody is. Riding your wagon, saying you're going to be the best. This is the reason why the Lakers are going to win the NBA championship this year if they have a chance. Well, it's like year four of that being, oh, okay, is Anthony Davis finally the better player? Oh, it's as far as Anthony Davis will take them. I think either everybody's got to realize it's not that how it's going to go, or he's got to take ownership and make it so that's the case. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. But at the same time, they're playing the Denver Nuggets, the defending champions, who are a very good team. They have a tough starting to the schedule. Yeah, 29-11 and 13. Jokic is just very good, so that's like a tough, a tough way to start. So maybe, you know, Lakers come out and they'll put up a couple more wins. Although later. they're playing the f- banged up Phoenix Suns tonight, apparently yeah, banged that's up. That's true. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're gonna have to see a KD masterclass. I didn't think he played that great in the opening night. He was all right. Booker was lights out. Booker though. was lights out, and I don't Book know so what clean. the whole injury situation is. And I think it's a bit annoying, but I think he probably could play, but. And I don't even what Bradley Beals is a back soreness or something, right? Yeah, I believe so. I think they've got a. They have to start playing together soon, hopefully, because a for some reason, I in the back of my mind, I get this odd vibe that they could be like a Brooklyn Nets PT two. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's because KD's the cancer on the team, or if it's just how Bad it's going to be. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about the. Th- Three-man super team. Has it it hasn't worked since Golden doesn't State. doesn't really ever work. I think it's okay having a two-man and then one very good second player, mm-hmm. like the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Like, Russell Westbrook is not what he used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think he is a perfect complementary guy. And I think most other teams, like the Bucks, mm-hmm. they got the two guys, and they got a lot of very solid role players. I think as soon as you start getting three or four good players, like superstars on your team, 
because it much. never the, works the, out. The thing is, it is, never has worked out. No. I mean, guess the Heat, Miami Heat, LeBron, Miami Heat, the three. Yeah, but Golden I don't know State, if I would, I would say his last. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. KD, Steph, the Thompson. thing with yeah, the thing that's with true. like the three superstar teams is a lot of the time I think you have to go out and acquire those pieces yourself. The reason it worked for Golden State is because they only had to bring in one guy. Yeah, whereas because they already had Steph and Clay. Um, but it's when you're blowing up your whole organization, yes. you have three guys to restart. A lot of the times it doesn't work. Yes, because and you also get hooped if it doesn't work. The Brooklyn Nets, yeah, they gave up you know everything to get Harden and Katie and Kyrie, and then it doesn't work, and now you're screwed. And the Phoenix Suns gave up so much to get Katie and you know Bradley Beal, and now it's like. Although I would say the Brooklyn Nets didn't come out of it well, but they didn't come out of that. No, they aren't terrible. Could be a their lot team, worse. Their team could be a bubble playoff team, and mm-hmm. I think they've got some good young people. They got. They took all Sung's young good players. I think the Suns should have given up three more players instead of giving up Bridges. I think. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that would deal with that. They wouldn't have gotten done. But I'm just saying, like, if they could have done anything to keep him on the team, yeah. should have had me on the phone out there for the Brooklyn Nets. I, would have I just up feel a way like better trade. I just feel like just do it. They lost a lot of their youth, their their youthful core, which would have definitely compliment, which would have ridiculously complimented the whole Katie and yeah. Bradley Beal. But I guess they would have never got the Bradley Beal done. Yeah. I don't know. Bradley Beal's another one for me. It's he's good. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to do as the third scorer on a team when he was the first scorer on a team for I a think long time. They're going to be good. They're going to put up a lot of points. It's a matter of health at this point. Mm-hmm. And the whole like there's only one ball thing works fine. It's just harder to defend a team when there's three number one scoring options really, and they can interchange. Yeah, it's just I feel like a lot of the time when we're seeing those three super teams, it's because it's all super ball dominant guys. Kyrie Irving is a super ball dominant point guard. James Harden is probably one of the most ball-dominant players we've seen in a long time, especially with Houston. He was just carry the ball up and take a step back three. And KD, another one as well. Yeah. So I think as long as all three of them can realize that they're not the number one guy or they're all sharing the role, and if, especially someone like Bradley Beal who played in Washington for a long time, especially after the whole John Wall situation after he left and it was his team, he's, he's going to go from shooting 25 shots a game to 10. Yeah. Right, and it's something that a lot of players just can't deal with as well as others can, and that's why I find sometimes the three-man super team struggle. Yeah, I agree. But if it does work out, which I hope it does, because that'll just be an exciting team, Mm -hmm. and I think as long as they can stay healthy, then they got no one really standing in their way besides the Bucks. Unfortunately, they will get clamped by Grady Dick and the rest of the Raptors team, and they will not win. I could see it. They will because I think, defensively, I think defensively <laughs> is one thing they're also missing. Yeah. Yusuf Nurkic, I wouldn't say, is a Booker, defensive center. Booker stinks no. as a perimeter defender for sure. KD's getting old. Bradley I would Dillon. say KD was never uh, a defense guy. He he's, was he's he was like, okay. He's pretty good because he has good length. And yeah, good but again, it's not his, his staple. It's not his and I day. would not say Bradley Beal's staple is a defense no. either. So you just, you're hoping you put up 150 a game and that no one can outscore you. If you can't, what is the word? If you can't. It's like shoot him up, shoot him up and fill him in or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. You guys get the point. Uh, yeah, not not what I meant, but uh, yeah, if you can outscore them, you will win. That is true. If you score more points, you'll win games, folks. Yeah, it's true. Write that down at home. Uh, I don't know if you guys have a whole lot more, but I want to talk about the Heat. I want to talk about my predictions, like my standings, because mm-hmm. I have about this Miami team. I've have received a lot of heat. Oh, uh, that's a good, good point. Um, there we go. Because I had them very low, and my reasoning was they got worse as a team. They did. Which I don't In think a, as that's a whole, wrong. Yeah. As a whole, yeah. 
You still have Jimmy Butler. You still have Bam Adebayo. Uh, Bam Adebayo is another one for me. He had 22 last night. So yes, but again, he's game. he's kind of like a Anthony Davis to me. Yeah, There's days where he just does not show up at all. Miami, Anthony Davis. Miami is a team made eight threes last night. Not good. Max Struess, who they let walk. <laughs> that was not a smart move. Had seven threes last night alone. Uh, I just think that's a horrible they, they, loss. They got rid of two guys that I think. Gabe Vincent, yeah. I think Gabe Vincent player. was a yeah. really not a good move to get rid of. No. Although he had a bit of a stinker in his first Lakers game, but I think he will be an unreal backup point guard for them. Yeah. I Again, another player I'm not a huge fan of, maybe it's just because he plays for the Lakers, is D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. He, he Doesn't, is a he bad shot chucker. That guy is bad the worst one category. of all of them. Yeah, that guy is bad shot chucker. I think... No offense to D'Lo, I think you put him on the second unit and you put Gabe Vincent in the starting lineup and you may be more successful. Yeah. I could be wrong. I put me that. out there with LeBron. Again, I'm not an NBA please, coach either. Please. <laughs> so I'm not an NBA coach either, so I have no idea why they do what they do. No, we're smarter than them. But I just think from observing, I think Gabe Vincent in your starting lineup, he was really good for the Heat last year. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that he should do. But go back to the Heat. Sorry. Miami go is going to – duke out games in the fourth quarter and they're going to win those close games but there is zero reason you should be in a close game against this Detroit Pistons team no what do you not mean, a bro? one point game James Wiseman <laughs> although they true. have all the potential of being an okay team <laughs> James Wiseman didn't even play think, think about think about how who, many, who started Jalen Duran uh Jalen Duran and Isaiah Stewart think about how many number one overall picks they have they have to be good right I imagine if they all ended up being actual number one. Killian Hayes played 31 minutes. That is not good. (laughs) Bad news. I honestly think that team has just got so many pieces that could have been Hall of Famers that never panned out, and I feel bad. Yeah. Both the Thompson brothers didn't have a good start first showing, but again, that's first game jitters, so I would think that they're going to get better. I think one of them had five blocks. I think that was the one on the Rockets. Uh, uh, A sore on the... Pistons had five blocks. Who? Asor. Asor. Okay, he's the Pistons one. Okay, he had five blocks, but he only had five points. And then the one for the Rockets, Ammon, went like two for nine or something like that. That's pretty good. Rookies. rookies. If you're playing baseball, that's got to be good. Yeah. That's all, that's all I had to say about the Heat. I, just, I, I was I just going to say I myself. agree with you. They didn't get better when your whole offseason plan is, we're going to get Damian Lillard. And then you don't get Damian Lillard and you lose a bunch of other pieces. It's like, <laughs> And the whole – did you see the whole thing about Tyler Hero? He's like, I had my bags packed. I was I was gone. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good thing to do to your players too. Tell them He's like, <laughs> I, I had my whole house packed up. He's like, I was ready to leave the next day to wherever I was going. He thought he was going to Portland. Wasn't, that, wasn't the whole reason that trade didn't happen essentially because Portland was like – Screw you to Damien and his agent after they were trying to force their way to Miami. Yeah, because he said he he would only go. He to would Miami. only go to Miami. So then I I honestly there. think he is probably fine where he is now. I was gonna say it's a better <laughs> situation. Yeah, honestly, right. I would say it's a probably a better situation. I think I, he would butt heads more with Butler. Yeah, than maybe. Giannis. <laughs> Butler. <laughs> yeah. Head. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon the yeah. pun. Anyways. Uh, my am, am I good to move on to? Yes, yeah, sorry, say, oh, sorry. We, had, we always talk too much about yeah. the NBA now. We never talk about the NBA, and it's the we're, we're taking we advantage when we can. Like literally, like 
there's podcast yeah. like four weeks in a row where we just it's not a peep. Watch this this year was a slow year. I, I'm not I'm not gonna be spitting bars like I was last week. I think I might take a bit more of my time this week to dissect NHL. I think that's fair. <laughs> nobody nobody here to kick us out just yet. Well, hold your tongue. We aren't quite there yet. We never know. Yeah, we we do technically have half an hour. Anyways, it's okay. Go ahead, Clayton. You 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 spit. Yeah, so we'll start off the NHL segment like we've kind of started it off the rest of the season so far. That's with the winners and losers. Uh, so first winner, Vegas Golden Knights. Going to have a lot of people annoyed at me for this one. But you want to know what? It's not just Clayton Yates that says that the Vegas Golden Knights are a winner. The stats say it too. And the numbers don't lie. They're 7-0 and right now. They're on a historic run that dates back to the NHL All-Star break last season. And in the 64 games since the All-Star break, which, by the way, uh, those numbers include playoff games, they are 49-8-7 and and have a Stanley Cup during that run. They have more four goal or more wins by four goals or more than they do by more than or than they do losses by more than one goal, which is absurd. Um, and as I note, their record it would be a 135-point pace over a 82-game season. That would be, to give you, um, to give some context... 135-point pace? Yeah, over a 82-game season. To give you context here, the Boston Bruins last season had 135 points during that historic regular season. So that's pretty impressive. How many games did they lose last year? Like 15? They had 65 wins, because I searched it up before to the show to compare they had 65 wins five overtime losses which would have meant 12 regulation losses i do believe if the numbers are correct so yeah vegas they've avoided the cup hangover um and if it if you are mad and you call me biased hey just just know that the stats agree with me Homer. so numbers never lie i'm just excited to get seven text messages from zach i'm waiting for him uh Another winner, the Colorado Avalanche, much like the Vegas Golden Knights. They're undefeated to start the season as well. And I wasn't very high on this team. Kind of got called out by a couple people for not being high on the Avalanche. But I just thought that they lost some depth over the last two off seasons. But, hey, you know what? Um, the players currently on the team, they've stepped up enough. They've had a lot of scoring. They have four goals in five of the six games so far. At least four goals, I should say. Uh, they put up six against Carolina, seven against the Islanders. Um, who typically, at least last season, both those teams were very defensive-minded. So, And they, they usually don't give you much. So for the Avalanche to put up those numbers on those two teams, they've got a ridiculous offense to start the year. They're 6-0. and Now, the big-time winner. A lot of people, I think, maybe are expecting Boston Bruins here. But the big-time winner, they're not undefeated. But you want to know what? They've outperformed expectations so much that I couldn't go with any other pick. It's the Detroit Red Wings. And as I mentioned, they're off to a 5-1-1 start. Um, but as I said, compared to where I thought they'd be at the start of the season, this is a fantastic start, especially in that division, which we know will be loaded with teams trying to get in by the end of this season. Debrinkit and Larkin, they've been amazing to start the season. is a dog. Had a hat trick against Calgary to start the year. He is a dog. You're absolutely 100%. That guy is my fantasy wagon this year. That's a great pickup. Yeah. And, I mean, I was high on him when he got brought into Ottawa. And I believe he still had around, I think it was 26 goals, twenty somewhere in there, somewhere close to that total. 
for the Sens last year. And it certainly seems like we're seeing Chicago Debrinket again. Maybe even better version of Debrinket than the Chicago one. And then here we've got the losers. The first loser, Ilya Samsonov. And shout out, by the way, Truman, he was telling me all week, you have to make Samsonov the loser. He was over at my place watching the Leafs game when Samsonov first started to lose his job. Also, I got a shout out to other Leafs fans. I know Greg Ivanov, he was upset that he said he's the bigger Leafs fan than Truman. He's our buddy. Um, so, Greg, you get the shout out. And then buddy Chris from Strathmore is a big Leafs fan. So hopefully I don't any leave any of my other Leafs buddies out here. But uh, so, yeah, as I mentioned, it was really in the Tampa game where Samsonov started to lose the starting job. And in that game, he got pulled after just four shots. He allowed three goals on four shots, which I don't think I need to pull up save percentages to tell you that that's bad. <laughs> um, and Joseph Wall came in. Leafs ultimately came back, won the game in overtime 4-3. John Tavares, overtime winner in Tampa. Sound familiar? Um, and then Joseph Wall got the win against Washington on Tuesday. And as well, important to note, Samsonov, he's worst in the league in goals saved above expected. Has a minus 5.2, which is worst in the NHL. Going to get to some other bad goals saved above expected. Bad leaders, I guess you could call them. Worst in the league, I don't know. What, what's like the opposite of leaders? Losers. I don't know. Hey, that's Bottom of followers. the pile. Bottom. Swiss cheese yeah. in net. <laughs> So here we go. The ultimate losers for the first time ever on this show. Co-ultimate losers. But not for the first time ever. Edmonton's an ultimate loser. Now, they were the first ever ultimate loser, but... Uh, <laughs> They're setting records out here. They are making armchair athletes history every week. And then the other ultimate loser, because I said we've got co, the Calgary Flames. No way. I couldn't pick one over the other this week. I really couldn't. Um, I'm sure Oilers and Flames fans will be complaining, saying, oh, it's the other team that's the bigger loser because blah, blah, blah. Well, you've both got issues, and I couldn't decide over which one's worse. Um, Goaltending, disaster in Edmonton so far. They did not resolve any of their offseason issues, and I hate to say, I hate to break the truth to Oilers fans and to the media that bought into the hype of this team. Now, I had them doing fine in the regular season but I didn't see this team as a Stanley Cup winner and it was because I didn't think that they solved any of their offseason issues with defense or goaltending and instead the narrative was that and drink if you've heard this one before McDavid and Dreisaitl are on a mission this year they're going to carry them to the cup we've been hearing that the last two seasons and nothing has changed Yes, McDavid and Dreisaitl are great players, but you need guys around them. You want to you it's look at the It's kind of hard when you pay them both 10 and a half million dollars a year. Well, McDavid 13, 14 You know what though? You year? know what though, Taylor? Those two contracts like Dreisaitl's contract, one of the best in the NHL, 8 and a half million. And what Mc, is McDavid's though, 14? 12 and a half. And he should be getting the max, I think. Max when is contract. he What is his contract? This year? Is this his contract? has got this year and next year. McDavid, I think, has an extra year on him. So, so three. I guess they're both going to be in their 30s by that point. So it'll be a little different, I yeah. guess. But and that's then, still a lot Yeah, for, uh, compared to most teams, right? 
So it's hard to get like, like you can't have another stud because you can't afford it. No. And you're already paying your goalies a lot too. That's another problem. But because aren't they both p- getting paid at least five and a half million? Well, each? no, just Campbell's five and a half. Five and a half. Skinner's still like. Oh yeah, think, he's rookie. Yeah. No, didn't they have another goalie though? That they paid a lot of money. They had Koskinen, but then he finished off his contract. Oh, I thought it was. I thought they signed um, Skinner to a bigger deal, but I, again, I could be wrong. Yeah. So yeah, got the Oilers is one, and like I said, they those two players are great players, but you need to surround them with talent. McDavid, I believe, had thirty points in the twenty twenty two playoffs, and they still didn't get it done. You need other guys. You look at the last three cup winners, Vegas, Colorado, Tampa. They all have superstars, but they had depth. They had great defense. They had they got good goaltending, you know, so and then we're gonna move on here to the Calgary Flames part of the ultimate losers. Um just kind of feels like part two of last season. It really does to start off the year. I was at the game on Tuesday when they played the Rangers, and I believe the Flames led the shots department in that game. But there was just, I, I felt like they could have had more opportunities, but there was just zero urgency from the Flames in that game. At one point, they had an extended shift where they were just passing the puck around. The guys behind me were getting really frustrated. <laughs> they had enough. And then finally, to, I don't think they actually got a sh- shot. And this was six minutes left. You're down two in the game. They didn't get a shot. And it was just like the puck went around the boards and exited the zone. And I think after that shift in the next whistle was when most of the crowd started to leave. Not me. I I stay for the whole game. Well, you stick it through. You paid for the tickets. Might as well. Damn right. I stick for the whole game. (laughs) Um, But to get more in-depth with the Flames here, it's not Jacob Markstrom that's been the issue. And I know last season he wasn't great. But he's actually been fairly decent this season. Hasn't been out of this world good, but hasn't been bad either. And, yeah, as I got um, Jonathan Huberto, not close to the player that he was in Florida. He's not. Uh, that game on um, Tuesday, he was, parts of the game he was unnoticeable, and then there was a couple passes he made where I was just like, what are you doing? Like, you should not be making that pass for how much you're being paid. But if there's a positive, I think the Heritage Classic might be an entertaining game especially if both teams are desperate to get a win on Sunday. Now, they both do play tonight. So for the St. Louis Blues playing the Calgary Flames and the New York Rangers who are playing against the Edmonton Oilers, I pray for both of you because if it's like anything of last week's ultimate loser, you might get blown out of the water. (laughs) So I think that kind of concludes it here. Who knows, maybe we'll also get a tank pool for the Heritage Classic. But, uh, yeah, so news here real quick. Not too much news, but there was quite the bomb drop today for the NHL. Shane Pinto given a 41-game suspension for betting. And it is the first NHL suspension ever given for gambling, I do believe is what someone said. And I think the obvious one, if you're listening here and you're going to question, is Evander Kane. He was never actually suspended for gambling or for, yeah, gambling slash betting, whatever you want to call it here. Um, There was a story came out that he owed the Cosmopolitan in Vegas um, money for gambling, but I don't think that was betting on games. So he couldn't be disciplined for that. But yeah, Shane Pinto, he's he's a decent player too for 
the Sens had 20 goals, 35 points last season. But the interesting thing was he was in a contract dispute um, with the Sens to start off the year. He was an RFA, hadn't yet been signed. And I think it kind of was a shock to some people that he hadn't been signed, especially for a Sens team that's maybe looking to make a playoff push this year. But I think kind of this kind of solved the answer why today. Um, oh, also got to see Dryden Hunt play the other day for the first time, friend of the show. Got quite a bit of ice time, too. His plan actually fairly decent. One of the few Flames players, I believe, was showing some heart out there it's on the ice. I, I think he's just he, he's trying to keep a job, so I think it's the best thing he's got to do is just play his heart out, which he does. He does, his good, he does a good effort. Yeah. Um, the other, I guess, big news this week, Gonna, I'll go through the two quick points here. Frozen Frenzy on Tuesday was the first time ever 32 teams all played on the same day but I kind of felt bad for Flyers fans who had to stay up till 11 p.m. Phil o'clock I Philly, honestly Philly, I was about to say Phil o'clock but honestly, it's Philly, Philly time I was going to say I have a thought on this and it's the same with the NFL why don't they just split it I really it really annoys me I like I love watching football I really really don't like it how most of the games are on one day yeah I wish it was just you know an it early was, game at 3.30 then at 5.30 then at 7.30 Seven days a week. It yeah. it'd be cool if it was like the like, hockey oh, one. Now there's nobody. There was nobody playing I was, yesterday. I was gonna say though. Well, there was one no, game. One game. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, why are you stacking all that on one day? So nobody, everybody who is a neutral that doesn't watch just their own team has to sit there for 15 hours of the day trying to flip through screens. Whereas you could just split it like a normal way. I understand the, the one. The I one. Actually, the one thing I will say. Sorry to interrupt. You're good, Will. You're good. Um. It's, I'd be okay if it was just this one day where they do it and then the next day, whatever, but they do it consistently and it just, it bugs me. It and bugs I, feel, me I do, I I do feel bad for Flyers fans who have to stay up till 11 p.m. in <laughs> Philly. Like, I think, like, I understand the NFL, it's a tradition, it's always been like that. I just think it'd be just so much better for viewership if they had a game on every night. You know how many people are like, ah, there's nothing to watch on Wednesday night because it's like, yeah, unless you're, uh, like you know if you sure if you watch basketball or hockey there's something on but it's also if you're mostly a football fan there's nothing to watch on wednesday it's also tough there's to nothing ske- to watch on tuesday it's tough there's nothing to watch on friday yeah it's I, tough to schedule though with the physicality in i football. was gonna say because then do teams like alternate the day the games they play during the week like will one team play mm-hmm. wednesday one week and then be playing monday the next week the having the breaks Timed is like really the only way you can do it is having it on a I few guess. days each week. Yeah, I guess. Well, no, I understand there's logistical problems. Yeah. I just think in a perfect world it'd be kind of cool if they did it that way instead. Yeah. Well, you've gotten interrupted a couple times here. Go mm. ahead. I was just gonna say I enjoy the NFL schedule having a day that has most of the games. Yeah, it is. It's hard to keep up with the NBA because there's four so or five games, games on every day. And so a lot of the games just get lost in translation for me. I, 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 Although I, like, of, sorry, I, I was going to say, I like the NFL only for that because purely because they only play 16 games. Yeah. So it makes sense to do just one day a week, whereas NHL, it's 82 games. But. You got to fill it up. It's like baseball. Yeah. Mm. My thing is, why in the NBA, like last night there was a lot of games. Or sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Last That's night there was a lot of games. Why... Don't they just split it to five five five? And the NBA usually does this, but they have sometimes trouble where I don't understand why. Do it like I said with the NFL. Make it game after game. Yeah. yeah. I find it that's the thing I find the most annoying about the NFL is I understand there's not enough hours in the day to be able to do game after game for the NFL. 
But it would be so much nicer if they did game after game. I understand if one game is really boring, it's kind of nice to be able to switch to another game. Yeah. It's just also like, I just find it, it I just find it, maybe it's just me. I yeah. just find it annoying hopping through channels to watch games. Because mm-hmm. I yeah. know I will miss something. Well, I just find it annoying, like yesterday, how many games were there? Like eight? In the NBA? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah a lot. There was a lot of games. There was like 12. Today there's two. Yeah, yeah, I that's hate why that. I mean, it's, not, it's not well dispersed. Yeah. Spread it out. So it's like, I don't know, sometimes NFL, sometimes I'm busy. I can't just sit at home and watch sports all day. Yeah, and, and I, I just w- find like the NFL, it's more tradition. I understand that. And the logistics part of it is a little different. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the NBA doesn't really, like, I don't understand why they do that. Like, why load it up on one day? Other than having, like, the TNT on Thursday, that's the only, like, tradition of the NBA. They do, they do, yeah. Uh, and obviously, like, the opening night or whatever. Yeah. Or they cover the big games when it's something's going to happen. Yeah. But I don't know. I just find, like, it'd be nice if it was just uniform, like, two games a day. Yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. plays, mm-hmm. and it's back-to-back. Here's, here's my point is you need to have at least 16 screens in your house to watch every game on <laughs> at all times. Because mm-hmm. if you're a real fan, you're going to tune into every game mm-hmm. as it's playing and watch the whole thing. There was a meme I seen because that NHL ran... I understand fr- why Red Zone is a thing. L- yeah. NHL ran Frozen Frenzy, which was supposed to be our, our Red Zone. We don't get it up here in Canada, so I can't give you my review of it. But um, So the guy who's running it, John Bucci-Gross, there was a meme of him watching 16 screens, but only four of them had games on, and the rest all said regional blackout, <laughs> which I, I find pretty funny. Pre-fight. And then As a Canadian fan, that is the most frustrating thing known to mankind. Oh, I could I could go Our off blackouts. on a, I could go off on a tangent on those dumb blackouts. Next but. next episode maybe. We still haven't <laughs> talked about uh, football yet, and and we got some more points for hockey. Yeah. Do we have to Just be out of here at five thirty? I'm not sure. We'll I think we should. I'll keep it going see. here for NHL. Um, Ovechkin got his first this season against Toronto. Good for him. I hope he breaks the goals record. Um, NHL voted to teams voted to decentralize the draft starting in 2025. So they want to make it similar to. NBA and NFL, I do believe, where there's like one draft place, but all the teams are back at their centers making the picks. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I just think it was cool for the NHL kind of have that to have that unique, unique thing, thing yeah. where the team goes up and they make the picks themselves and announce it, and then the player shakes everyone's Doesn't everyone that that's important. Always happen hand. though after the first two rounds, anyways. Don't they go decentralized after the first couple rounds in the NHL? No. They so the guys they all just show up even if they're after, like 300th so pick. They do, yeah. So they, I believe how it works. So they have well, they have the first round on the one day and then mm-hmm. second to seven the next. But they still do it the same way where everyone's there. But I heard, I did read one thing that apparently teams were frustrated about their table because they're all tables are all close together. So you oh, can eavesdrop in conversations yeah. and overhear what a team's plan may be. That's funny. Which I, I do kind of find that funny. And I also think that COVID had an effect on this because they held two of these kind of drafts. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's about it for NHL. We'll get on to the NBA. So Or NFL. Or NFL. My bad. <laughs> Back to the NBA. We got more to talk about. Um, um, I'll open up the picks. Screw it. I'm already talking. Yeah, keep going. You're on a roll. <laughs> Picks last week had Bills over Patriots that did not hit. Will, do you Woo! have a victory cheer? I was about to say, do you have a victory cheer? <laughs> Way ahead of you on that one. Yeah, I've been holding that victory cheer in since Sunday. Upset Chargers over Chiefs, 0-2. Tough, tough. Game of the week, Dolphins-Eagles. That was okay. Yeah, it's decent. Um, my picks this week, real quick here. 
Chargers over Bears. Sorry, I just don't have faith in the Bears ever. Um, Chargers, they got a good offense. They the bad co- bad coaching. We've established that on the show, but still think they'll get the win. Upset. I've got Taylor Steelers over the Jags. Going to be a battle between a great defense and pretty good offense. I think. Mm-hmm. I think. I just think that the Steelers defense. I think they're going to get the best of them. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's on Sunday. I was going to say this Sunday. The <laughs> believe I. I we yeah, haven't I was, had a primetime game yet. No. I don't think so. Yeah, you guys did against the Raiders. Sunday Night Football. Uh, um, yes. The greatest matchup of all time. <laughs> oh, boy, hey, we won. So hey, we're four and two. Yeah. It's true. So top of their top of their division. We should have freaking more games in primetime than the Giants. Well, That's all I'll say. Listen, you need you need a although Tyrod played good the other day. I was gonna say you need a generational quarterback like Tyrod Taylor. I think he's team. better than Daniel Jones, and I'm not even kidding. I think I think it's going to be a Might. typical. I think it's for sure. I think it's going to be a typical Steelers win this Sunday, basically. Is what I, I mean, the, defense. I, I can see that because the Jags' offensive line kind of stinks, and T.J. Watt is very good. So I wouldn't be surprised if they get kind of lit up. Real quick here, because we might be running out of time, we might not. But game of the week: Bengals 49ers. 49ers have had a couple of losses recently, and you know what? Cincinnati they're coming off the bye. Maybe Burrow's going to be rested up. Maybe he comes out there and is. I, I don't think you can expect him to return to form over a bye week. Kind of maybe a bit I of am. high expectations, but I'm doing that right now. You know what? And and as well, Cincinnati's defense, last time we saw them, they were playing Seattle. They played great. So I think it'll be a close game. Yep. I really do. Uh I'll get into mine quick. Uh I got C or last week I had CX over Cardinals. That one hit. Offense That's didn't cool. look great, but the defense looked fantastic. Underdog, Broncos over Packers. Um did that that one hit, didn't it? Yep. Yeah, yep. it did. So I went two and zero this week. You know, I'm uh, I'm really I'm lighting it up on the board here. Uh, and then game of the week, I had Dolphins Eagles, like we said, just kind of an okay game. Uh, this week, lock, I have Ravens over Cardinals. Sorry to the Cardinals for getting for picking you two weeks in a row to lose here, but uh, unfortunately, you've played two good teams two weeks in a row. Um, underdog Rams over Cowboys. There really weren't that many good picks as far as I was concerned for underdogs, and I think that. Uh, Maybe Puka Nakua just kind of torches that Cowboys defense and they end up, you know, winning that game. Game of the week, again, not a lot of great picks here, I don't think. So I just went with an NFC North matchup in uh, Vikings versus Packers. I like that. I like that pick. Um, I went 2-0 and again, no big deal. Um, my game of the week was pretty good. It was Dolphins-Eagles, like all of us. Um, decent game. Uh, upset of the week, my boys, Steelers over the Rams, and it did happen. Um, I honestly thought we were going to get low-key torched a bit, even though our defense is really good. They have a very good receiving core, but we ended up doing well. Uh, and then my lock was San Francisco Vikings. Is his name Jalen Addison? Jordan Addison? Jordan, Jordan Addison. Addison. That guy is a dog, and I oh, did yeah, not he's realize pretty good. Uh, He is t- second in the league in touchdowns. touchdowns yeah. He played ridiculous. I was gonna, I was gonna bring this up when you're talking about the Chargers, but I guess I can do it now. Them whiffing on uh, Jordan Addison and who's the Zay Flowers and taking Quinton Johnson over both of those guys is gonna be like a next level blunder. Especially the Chargers having the age that they have in their receiving core. Yeah, they're some of them are still good. It's just they're give it two or three more years and they're gonna be in some trouble. I think receiver wise. So I think it's true. I think. Say Flowers is good. I think he's still got some some integration yeah. things. It's like the it's like the Smith and Jigba for you guys, I find. 
Um, whereas I think Addison, especially after this week, he's gonna be he's, the, he's yeah. gonna be the second guy now for sure. And he played he played ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's he's fast and like a good, he's a good compliment to uh, Jefferson. Jefferson, yeah. Oh, I didn't do my picks for this week. Sorry, uh, I honestly kind of forget what it was. So I'm gonna just quickly. Well, maybe I have yours you, up here yeah. if you'd like, or I can I can do mine. I, uh, I got mine after. Okay. I got mine. You just go for it. Okay. So my lock this week is Eagles over Commanders. Commanders, they win some games where it's like, how do they win that? And they lose some games where they probably shouldn't lose. They're a very interesting team this year. Um, right? They lost to the Cardinals to give Cardinals their first win, I think. Like, just like they're, they – they uh, last week with the Giants, um, teams that heavily struggle that somehow do well against the Commanders, and then sometimes the Commanders just pull out a game out of their – yeah out of their sock and they're just like how do you how how to they're just they're streak enders yeah so um although that could happen i just think the eagles are just too good i think (laughs) i think aj brown is just too good Uh, (laughs) the other thing i wanted to say i was waiting for you to bring up the commanders because talked about the quinton johnston wide receiver miss for the chargers them taking emmanuel mosley over christian gonzalez is going to be like another next level blunder Mm -hmm. i don't know how they did that but yeah yeah, it's always a. There's obviously a deeper thing to drafting players when you're a GM than we maybe yeah. think. I don't know. Um, uh, my underdog, Bears over Chargers. I've taken the Bears twice this year, and with the win from uh, Mr. Sarge Sergeant, Bajent Tyson, Bajent 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 whatever. Uh, yeah, he uh, Oop, Sergeant Bajent. <laughs> first D two quarterback to win since 2010 in his first game, and it was some Cowboys guy that never played another game. Mm-hmm. Um, is this the time that we say goodbye-bye to Fields? I we don't think so. I don't think, think so, so either. either. I think it's just a one Lohheim luck. But I thought this week is kind of weird for underdogs, and there's a lot of weird matchups this, this week. This whole so I said, season. Yeah. This whole season's been weird. For so I just said, screw it. I'm taking the Bears. The Bears. The so, Bears. Um, yeah, Bears over Chargers. I just feel like the Chargers are – they have a chance to be to lose. Like it's not that big of a, it's not that big of a, uh, a gap between both teams. Yeah. Um, and my game of the week was North NFC North, Vikings Packers. They're running that as much as this much week. as like I think the Vikings, especially after last week, don't look as bad as their re- don't look nearly as bad as their records show. And I think they could seriously dismantle the Packers who look as bad as their record shows if not worse after last yeah. week I think it could be a lot more of a blowout but hey, who knows it's, I, uh, those games when they're rivalries it doesn't matter the record yeah yep. Um, my picks last week tough week for the boy <laughs> uh, my game of the week was Dolphins Eagles kind of blowout I don't know had potential it was but still it, an interesting it game was, it okay. was a fun game to watch yeah. but it wasn't game of the week material I'd say uh, my upset was Lions over the Ravens. Boy, was I wrong with that one. I I don't know. I didn't even watch the game because it was early. I watched, slate, I, right? I watched super a early. bit of it, and Lamar looked very, I, very yeah. good. I saw the vision with that pick. I understood where you're coming yeah. from, but, yeah, that was. Needed yeah. better execution. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and my lock of the week, which, you know, I might have to continue this trend, but I picked the Bills over the Patriots, and the Patriots won. Listen. 
I, I love picking the, your own team to lose for the lock because you're either right and you're happy or you're wrong, your team won and you're happy. Yeah. You I think the Bills are a mysterious team this year too. It's just their defense now without Matt Milano isn't going to be new. Yeah, like they just have some games where it's like, wow, the, this team is a Super Bowl contender, and they have some games where, no offense, will they lose to teams that they should not lose to. What do you mean? Patriots played a goddamn good game. No, no, you, I, I'm, you give not, them all the I'm not trying to take a dig. I'm not trying to take a dig on the Patriots. <laughs> no, I promise. No, 100. percent listen here. Yeah, going into dare. that game, they should not have lost that game. No, there, there's no reason they should ever, especially with the way the Patriots are banged up slash who they have yeah. on their team. <laughs> yeah, they probably should never even be touched. But you're no. right. I think their defense has taken a hit. Matt Malone is one of the better middle linebackers in the league, if Absolutely. not. Absolutely. I would say probably top five on his day, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I would no, say I definitely top five, It's actually. like he's – like I think we talked about this last week where Fred Warner's kind of in a tier of his own, and then it's like mm-hmm. Matt Milano and Rokon Smith and then whoever else in the next year. Yeah, and I think there could be a chance that there's a couple middle linebackers that might go up to that Fred Warner level, but I don't know. Yeah. My picks this week – I'm going very storyline heavy. Okay. My lock is the Chiefs over the Broncos because the Broncos haven't beaten the Chiefs in a very long, long time. Mm-hmm. Didn't they just play them like two weeks ago, I swear? Yeah, it was like a couple weeks ago that they played them yeah. before. I was going to say, like, why? But anyways, okay. Uh, my upset, which, like you guys have said, not a great week for, week for upsets. I don't know if I fully believe in this, but Giants over Jets, the Battle of the New Yorkers. Yeah. yeah. Subway uh, series. That that yeah. that I don't, don't know why. You mean I the, have a weird feeling mean, in the back of my head that that's going to be a snooze fest. Don't you oh, mean yeah. don't you mean the Battle of New Jersey? Yeah, sure. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy. AM King in I just feel like that's going to be just a snooze fest. Yeah, I probably I, will not watch that game. I always I always get kicked out of the memes that say the Bills are the only team in New York. Unless <laughs> unless Tyrod Taylor plays again. I and think he, he balls is. out as of right now. Honestly, I, if I was if I was Dable, or yeah, Dable, yeah. Dable, yeah, I would just be like, step aside, Daniel Jones, screw you. Even if we paid you all this money, it's a lot of money. I know it's a lot of money, but I'd rather win. At this point, I don't know if they would. There, it's not that late into the season where it's a total write off. They could still make the playoffs. What's their record right now? Three and four. Two and four. Two and uh, five. No, they got three wins this year. They are currently two and five. Two and five. Bottom okay. of the yeah. NFC East. I think you give it a couple more games, yep. maybe, and then I think there's going to be a point where I think in the middle to end of the season, when they will, if they yeah. go to the point where they're not going to win. Well, if you're really that out on Daniel Jones, why wouldn't they just lose and try and get one of the better? I was going to say, in this next who, draft? if you tomorrow were like, "Okay, we're going to trade Daniel Jones." I don't know many teams that would be like, yeah, I want Daniel Jones. I need Danny Dimes on. You know my what I mean? Team. Like he's just not good. No, I need Vanilla. There's no, like I don't roster. think you're. I don't think you're. You're. You're gonna get anything for him. The most elite part of his game is his nicknames. For that sure. is true. <laughs> I was gonna say like, there's no team that I can think of off the top of my head right now that would be like, oh, I'll take. I'll take him. New York Jets. Would you? I don't <laughs> think I so think at all. I think I would. I think, think I, I, think I would too. I think Redskins. I would take Sam Howell any day. The of the who? Oh, the Oh, sorry. You mean the Washington? Oh my gosh! Team? I completely forgot. Sorry. I Folks, Washington Command. We will. I, I swear. I still just think of that that <laughs> logo. Folks, we will be reprimanding Taylor <laughs> after the episode today. <laughs> Good night, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I, I apologize. Commanders. I think Sam Howell easily. I would take over Daniel yeah. Dimes. Yeah. Maybe not easily, but I would take him yeah, over. I think he still would. Um, yes. 
uh, the Broncos. Are you taking Russ over Danny Dimes? Yeah, I think, I think as much as Russ's struggles. He's looked, he's looked a lot better. He's looked, looked a lot better this Jones. year, and he looked a lot better than Daniel Jones this year. Browns, Browns, Deshaun oh, Watson. I think is <laughs> you know what I think. Danny Dimes. Uh, you think so? I think da- Deshaun. Wa- you know what I think Deshaun Watson is having? He's having the year that Russell Wilson had last year. And then I think next year potentially he'll be better again. Who Deshaun not, Watson? You yeah. said no, because <laughs> last year was supposed to be his Russell Wilson year. Yeah, that's true. Like bad year? I thought he yeah, he wasn't good. He, he wasn't he good last like year. Midway through last yeah. season. Yeah, so this is, that was right off. I think, but anyways, I, I'm not again. I'm not yeah. a Deshaun Watson fan at all. But I, sorry, I, I got way too heated over that. That's not. <laughs> I just feel like no. I just feel like Danny Dimes <laughs> is just so no. bad. I think you're not you're not improving enough to to trade for Danny yeah. Dimes. I think no. I think the the especially main with thing. PJ Walker being okay. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a big PJ Walker guy. Except he's going to get dogged by yeah. the Seahawks this week. Maybe we um, well like Seahawks, no. You're keeping we'll Geno. Continue on. G- game of the week. There's no another storyline. Uh, battle of two rookie quarterbacks. Panthers, Texans. Yeah. Has potential, uh, I think. I think I think the Texans walk I over. I think, think CJ Stroud's cooking the Panthers, unfortunately. Uh, quarterback Bryce, quarterback Bryce matchups, cool for redemption sure. Redemption yeah. game. I'm not sold on Bryce Young. But it's at this point it's not even a Bryce Young redemption game. It's the entire offense other than Bryce Young redemption game. For Adam the Panthers. Thielen is a dog. True. Adam Thielen wide receiver one kind of goes crazy. He's had a couple good games this year. Considering they still lose, but yeah. individually. Um again, like He's probably looking at himself in the mirror like, why am I the number one yeah. guy? <laughs> but, so, hey, that's okay. All, all three of our favorite teams won this week. I think uh, we established huge. that on I think huge. we all said they all won, but we didn't establish it. I don't know how many more teams. times that's going to happen this no. year. It's happened Sorry, twice. Boys. It's like a like, – Listen. They've the, only won two games. Seahawks, yeah. Seahawks need to get it. See, you guys need to – Seahawks are going to carry you guys. Your guys' teams need to pull it together. <laughs> we have a better record than Seahawks. No, we're tied. Are we tied? Yeah, four and two. Yeah. Um, and our team is way worse offensively, so I think we're true. the victors of the season so far. I five forty-five. Okay, oh, I think uh, that's easy. So I think we'll talk Seahawks here real quick. Oh yeah, their defense, as Terrell wrote down Listen. here, it's legit. Unfortunately, no more Nuosa though. That's very, very, very mm, sad. That's a stinger. That's, that's a, a that's Buffalo a Bills big stinger. Loss. It's a big loss. That's that's a that's the same level as Matt Milano. I think. I don't know about that. I think Matt Milano is a better middle linebacker than Nuosa is an edge. But I do agree, it's like a huge, huge loss. Maybe it's a similar loss in terms of importance to the team. That's exactly what I meant. Okay, yeah. Not talent-wise. Yeah, that makes sense then. But throwing some stats out here for you. Um, the Seattle defense, since uh, Devin, Witherspoon, De- Devin Witherspoon debuted, uh, second in league only to the Cleveland Browns in terms of EPA per play allowed, negative .145, which is very good. What's EPA stand for? Uh, expected points, I believe. Okay. Let me look it up. I gotta, I gotta make sure. Well, okay, it's not the Environmental Protection Agency. I can I'll, tell you that I'll, for sure. I'll continue on here while Terrell's searching up the stats. Frank, Expected points added. Frank Clark, okay. he's back to Seattle. Just got signed. I think it's huge. It's a huge addition for sure. Especially we've ta- we've kind of. He I came think, from the Broncos, right? They yeah. cut him, right? Yeah, I think we've kind of beat this point like a dead horse on the show. But Seahawks defensive line is questionable. It, it's. Uh, yeah, it's been all right, I guess. Boye Moffe's been Boye Moffe's been good. I think the biggest loss is just Daryl Taylor's going to be out on the field more, and he hasn't been great yeah. this year. So hopefully Frank Clark can kind of take some of those snaps from him, and who knows, maybe that'll make him a bit better. Um, the other thing, Seahawks defense is first in EPA per play allowed 
since uh, with a negative 2.76 since Jamal Adams returned. And uh, they're, I believe the second team is the Ravens, okay. and they're negative 1.74. So they're a whole negative point lower than the uh, Ravens are. Where are the Steelers on that list? Do you have a list up? Or are you just I had the top head? five. Oh, okay. Um, Never mind then. It's okay. Um, I was just wondering. Real quick. Because I would say that the Steelers have a very good defense too. Yeah. Hot take. Real Steelers quick here for Seahawks offense. Defensive player in the league. Jake Jake Bobo catch of the year was a well, I think catch of the year was amazing. Um, got the one hand toe the, tap. The toe tap. He's learning from Tyler Lockett. Um, JSN. I would say that one or Browns was it last week. The one where he caught it, he caught it like this along the ground and then pulled it in. Yeah. For a touchdown. Oh, yeah. That was like a fifty yard pass. That was a nice one too. I would say that Bobo guy is very good though. Real yeah. quick here though, because I know Will has pom pom radio for <laughs> the Patriots as well. Um, JSN got his first touchdown, which good to Huge. see. But other than that, Seahawks offense, it's, uh, it's it's been questionable with the red zone play calling. They ha- yeah. I, we mentioned Metcalf didn't play last week though, right? No, he didn't. But I hate to say it, D- DK Metcalf, great player. I've got him on my jersey. He's I he's a great talent. I didn't miss the unnecessary penalty they take every game, yeah. it seems like. He yeah. is... He needs to be more disciplined. I would say mood-wise, yeah. I would say, like, mood-wise, he's a bit of a cancer when it comes to that kind well, of I, I, He hurts I, your team I hate using in that, that sense. I hate using that term, cancer, because we aren't in the locker room. We, we don't, don't know. Yeah. And I, I hate... I think On the field, though. I'm not saying in the locker room, maybe. I just think it, he hurts your team a lot I think when you he could, shouldn't. I think you can just say he takes unnecessary penalties mm-hmm. at least one a game which hurts the team obviously and mm-hmm. he needs better discipline so yeah um yeah but i i agree with i think the point you're getting at for sure i agree it's sorry that maybe a no. cancer was a bit too much uh, uh, just oh, it's all good i know he, what you're he getting shoots at. you in the back a lot he, he can but he's all tremendous talent but yes. probably i shouldn't say probably he is the best receiver on the team um but yeah so gonna move on to the patriots segment we'll go right ahead this isn't a segment that we will have often this year. <laughs> Take advantage of it. So I will be taking advantage of it. The New England Patriots took down the Buffalo Bills this weekend in a tremendous last-second victory, 29-25. to Mac Jones, maybe the best, well, obviously the best game of this year, best game maybe since his rookie year. He was just terrific. I mean, this offense, oh. It was it was nice. It was it was fun to watch for an offense that has been horrible this year, an offense that has very little opportunity um, through bad decisions, bad personnel. It, it was it was great to watch. Uh, I think, like I said, Mac Jones had a great game. I'm really enjoying watching Kendrick Bourne. I yep. think he's been tremendous this year. Easily our top target. Uh, and he's really one of the few guys on this team that can make plays and create space to actually get passes thrown to him. Uh, he had six catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Demario Douglas, our rookie receiver this year, uh, he looks awesome too. A couple games ago, he had this one play where he literally pulled out some basketball moves uh, with like a spin after the catch snapped i forget whose ankles but snapped somebody's ankles it was sick uh but he had a good game he had one carry like jet sweep for 20 yards uh which he's he's just he's been a playmaker 
uh, these last couple games. Uh, four catches for 54 yards. Uh, our run game isn't really there yet. I mean, Zeke had a touchdown, which is nice to see, but it's still not there with the personnel that you have. Like, Ramon J. Stevenson is yet to have a game that really excites me this year. Uh, but I think a big change this week was moving Michael Unwenu to the right tackle from right guard. He's been kind of dealing with health problems this year. So it's nice to see him healthy and move to the right tackle. Get Verdarian low out of there because every time he's in there, it's a missed assignment or a penalty. So I think he played like five snaps uh, on Sunday. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> exactly what you want. Um, I don't, it was a fun game. Great, great end. Mike Gasicki, first team all gritty. Oh, Mac dude. Jones, first team all gritty. He wipes that Justin Jefferson fraudulent gritty. <laughs> Terrible. Nah, it's it was it was good vibes. Vibes were good, mm-hmm. and I I was really excited. It's 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 nice to be excited about this team. Obviously, I've had my time, but <laughs> last couple of years has not been my Painful time. Painful a little bit. Yeah, so I got it's all the Super Bowl rings you need. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. You can but take a couple years off. Yeah, come on, Will. I'm happy with losing. I was I was just a boy. Not trying to say that. <laughs> I was just a trying boy. To say he's won enough. I would like I would like to have some joy as a man. No. I was a child when the Steelers won the last time. I also would like to say, have I ever had a pom pom radio? No. I yeah. think you've had the opposite no. of a pom pom radio. Yeah, yeah. hate <laughs> on Najee Harris and Matt Canada. I know, but basically, four and two is pretty good. I, so I, you know what? I'm never gonna pom pom radio my team ever. I, I, I'm I, just gonna I, let it go. I was gonna no, say no because we're the same record as you, and you guys pom pom radio the whole time. So if maybe if true, I stay quiet, true. we'll end even better. That's fair. I, so I was gonna, I'm I, allowed to be negative because I, I think I usually just throw around the term pom pom radio whenever like we're pumping the tires of our own team. Yeah. yeah. See, I did. I'm not that but kind of fan. I don't. To be think. fair, it's beca- <laughs> it, it, it is because I can only think of the negative things the about offense, my team. The offense just isn't fun to watch. In no, but all my sports teams, I I can never like as much as the Canadians are having a good start to the season. There's always a negative. Maybe it's just I'm a bad person and I just You need to be negatively. more positive. Taylor, next time you come here, we need you to have three bullet points about Taylor, why you're having fun. Taylor, although I will biased. say, I will say, <laughs> Najee Harris's game last week was not that bad. He looked fine. <laughs> this fine is, is of maybe a bit too much. I think he looked better than bad. This is the most mid. positive. No, not, not, nah. Mid. No, I mid. would say mid and fine. Mid. Because, again, fine he didn't, he didn't really contribute mid. that much. He just wasn't that bad. Most most positive Taylor comment about Najee Harris is he is better than bad. And <laughs> better than terrible. Better than please get out of my face. And That's the defense, once again, was great. Especially against oh, I that have offense. No, I have not one thing bad to say about the defense. Man. I think TJ Watt is the best defensive player in the league. I have some bad And that might be bias, but... No, I mean, if you said T.J. Watt's best defensive player in the league, I don't think many. Look at his numbers. Would. It's like him. you guys could say Witherspoon, but he doesn't have a numbers. No, but I was going to say, say I was going to say like many people wouldn't. No, but like from a fight. team standpoint, that's why I'm trying to like. Yeah, he's on my team, so it might be a little look a little bad because he's on so. my team. I think he's. Just but I think, I think that's a situation where you can say that though. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I, I don't think of it's many like, other players in the top I, of my head. Maybe Michael Parsons, but again, he's had a couple rough weeks. Recently. I was going to mm-hmm. say it's really at this point, it's like him and Miles Garrett. That's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa's had a bad start to the season so far. No, not Nick. Joey's the San Francisco, right? Yeah, no, that is Nick. Nick is the San Francisco. Yeah, I get them confused all the time. I yeah, it's true. He's but perennially, he's, he's up there. Yeah, usually. he's got he's two and a half sacks. Nick Bosa's two and a half sacks on the season right now, and Miles Garrett's seven and a half. 
TJ's probably five, six. Uh, da, 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 da. He is. He's got eight on the season. Damn straight. So and a pick. My, so my. So it stands. Listen, based solely, stands. based solely on sacks. Therefore, he is the best player in the league right now. No, I'm not going <laughs> to say that. Well, he has the most. He has the most. He has the most sacks in Steelers history, and he's 27. That's pretty nuts because we've had some good players mm-hmm. in our history. We have three minutes, anyways. I'm not going to. Mac bump Jones has now. never been the problem. <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe never, maybe not never, but uh, I just wanted to say that because I, I wouldn't say he's a problem. I just say he just has his days where he's not good. I've been preaching all season that it's not his fault. Mac Jones, truther. He's made some bad decisions, but the offensive line and the personnel that he throws the ball to has been more of a problem than he has. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing for Najee Harris. We have not lost two games because of Najee Harris. It's just. He sucks. It's not because... No, he doesn't suck. Sorry, he's better, he's than, bad. better than bad. He doesn't really suck. He just sucks. Yes. Okay. We have a minute. I, I was going to say, uh, close it out maybe, but the one thing I wanted to say is Lamar Jackson, MVP. Uh, Jesus, he torched the lines. He looked so good throwing the yeah, ball. finally had a good game for my fantasy. Yeah. Also, Giannis came out and said that th- this team is Dame's team. Wow. Okay. Also, all right, buddy. I'm sure. My winners and losers curse is already in effect. The Penguins are up two nothing on the undefeated Avalanche in the first <laughs> period. Armchair <laughs> athletes curse might be real, unfortunately. Ah. Oh, and then I guess the other thing is the Colts kind of got cooked by the refs in Cleveland. Uh, that was a, there are some terrible calls at the end of that game, but I think that's Minshew's probably looked good. Minshew has looked good. He channeled the power of Anthony Richardson. I would say maybe not good, serviceable. Maybe Nothing wrong with word. being serviceable. That's a better word for it. I, uh, thanks again. I, is that it? I think so. That's it yeah. for me. That's it. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Um, if you have missed part of the show or whatever, go to Spotify, Apple Music, even yeah. CMRU, or not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Uh, CMRU.ca has uh, episodes now of the Armchair Athletes, and then connect with us, social media, TikTok, at Armchair Athletes. Instagram at the Armchair Athletes, Twitter at Chair Athletes, yeah. and we've got a new YouTube now as well. Let's go, YouTube. Armchair Athletes. So, make subscribe sure. to them all. We have a lot for you to see. If you don't follow us, I'm going to be really mad at you. So you better go follow everything right now. And five Might star. Might take you a few minutes. Five star reviews all around. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks. you.